Welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is Kathy, and I'm going to be your online host for today. If it's your first time here, you're a VIP, so please let us know by texting new at 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Parents, don't forget to go to mythrive.info slash thrivekids to access the Thrive Kids curriculum. So there you can find the worship video, the lesson video, a resource sheet that you can download, print, and do with your kids. And there's going to be Zoom classes every Sunday from between 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. So we love a proactive church. Summer is coming to an end and I can feel the fall slowly creeping in on us and it's happening next week. So what is your favorite thing about the fall season? It can be warm sweaters, fuzzy socks, hot drinks, pumpkins, you name it. What are you most excited for in the fall season? We love to see your beautiful faces, so why don't you take a selfie of yourself tuning in today and post it on your social media using the hashtag ThriveChurchOnline. Are you ready for today's message? I'm now going to pass the time over to Pastor JB, and I'll see you all later. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive, and I'm so excited to welcome you to an amazing Sunday to draw near to God together. Welcome to Thrive Church. It is so great to have you here. If this is your first time here, you're joining us for the first time, a special welcome to you. It is so great to have you here. You're what we call our VIP, and if you could do this, we've got a special gift for those who are joining us for the first time. You could go to mythrive.info, and there's a button that you can press that says new to thrive or you can text the word new to 604-285-5770 we've got a special gift just for you it's your very own thrive church stainless steel water bottle that we'd love to mail to you just to say thanks so much for joining us today can we give all of our vips a big hand a big shout let's play together right now praise god it is so great to have you here. In fact, we have a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you just welcome one another in your chat rooms right now? Maybe you're sitting beside someone as you're watching the service. Would you give that person a high five or an air high five or a handshake or an air hug or a real hug, whatever is appropriate. And let's welcome one another to church today. You guys are a beautiful church inside and out. It's so great to have you here. I don't know what kind of week you've had this past week, but we are so glad to be in the house of God together today. Last week was a very special Sunday. We call it Kickoff Sunday. And not only did we unveil to you last week the theme for our brand new year together at Thrive Church, which starts this month in September, not only did we unveil the theme, but we also celebrated this brand new year by doing something very special special called Thrive Uber Ice Cream. Did you guys get some ice cream last week? Oh my goodness. It was such an amazing thing to see photos on social media of our drivers sending out ice cream to, to people in places all over Greater Vancouver. We went out to you know Surrey, Port Coquitlam, Burnaby, Northminster, Tawasson, Vancouver, Richmond. It was just all over. It was so great to see your faces. It was so great to see the way that you guys were blessed by that ice cream. And uh, in fact, we're showing some photos 
as we speak right now, but what we did was we delivered to many people's doors a pint of Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream for them to enjoy. A huge thank you to all of our drivers for going out of their way to deliver ice cream. You guys are amazing, and a big thank you to all of you who participated. In fact, I think we actually sold out by 11, just basically right after our 11.30 service, and so that is amazing. Can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now for a great kickoff. A big thank you to all of our drivers and thank you to all you who participated. And for those of you who did receive ice cream and you ate it, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not sure if you gained weight as a result this past week. Maybe all the weight that you lost during fasting last month, uh, you've kind of gained it back this month, but that's okay because God loves you just the way you are. You're beautiful just the way you are and we love you just the way you are. If you believe us, say amen. And if you did receive a blessing last week, we encourage you, especially in this new year, to pay it forward, to do something to bless others as well, just in response to God's love. Well, another thing I want to let you know about as well is that this coming Sunday, September 27, we have something very special going on. It's called Meet the Pastors on Zoom. And if you are new to Thrive, and by new to Thrive, I mean if you just joined us recently uh, since you know the COVID-19 pandemic hit, since we moved online, or even since January of this past year, uh, I want to encourage you to join us for Meet the Pastors on Zoom. We would love to meet you. Some people have already been signing up for it, and it's just a fun, informal, casual way to get to know each other, to meet each other, because our church has grown ever since we went online, and so many of you, we've never actually met face-to-face before, and we would love though we can't meet on site together right now that day will come praise God but in the meantime we'd love to meet you in whatever we can and so we're meeting you via zoom and so please sign up go to mythought.info and sign up for meet the pastors on zoom I need to encourage you to bring your favorite drink uh, you don't have to share it with anyone else you can just show us what your favorite drink is uh, whatever it might be we'd love to see you there turn neighbors and say uh, I'll see you at meet the pastors I'll see you at the meet the pastors praise God Pastor Charlene's going to be there, and that's 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 worth the price of admission right there. It's free, by the way. But you know, and and you know, I'll be there as well. Uh, other thrivers will be there. It'll be an amazing time, and we can't wait to meet you. Well, before we get into the message today, I just want to do something a little unusual. Um, last night I had a dream, and this dream was such an unusual dream that woke me up at about three four a.m. in the morning. That I I thought because of its nature that maybe it was something for someone here. And uh, what I'll tell you is this, and I won't go through all the details of the dream, but I'll just tell you that uh, maybe you're here and you're watching the service and you weren't even expecting to watch the service today. Uh, I want to tell you this, is that God loves you. And, the, and in, the, in this dream that I saw, I saw someone whose name probably starts with the letter J, um, who might be dealing with a microwave issue. Um, I don't know, like, well, either you're really into microwaves or you, you, you have an issue with your microwave or you use your microwave a lot. And, and what I saw was that, you know, you're a person who used to worship Jesus when you were a kid. And in fact, you had a pretty passionate faith uh, as a kid, as a Christian, but you had a group of friends who also called themselves Christians who end up hurting you quite badly. And as a result, it really turned you off from Christianity. And since that time, you've kind of turned to other things to look to for insight, for hope, uh, for answers. And you're even actually surprised that you're watching the service right now. But deep down, you still have questions for, uh, you, for that, that you don't have answers to yet. And now maybe Maybe you're starting to realize that the things that you've more recently started to resort to for those answers are maybe not giving you the answers that you need. And I'm here to let you know if that's you today, that the God that you prayed to as a child with simple childlike faith, his name is Jesus. 
and that same God will never leave you or forsake you. Other people have come and gone in your life, but Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. He is the God who loves you with an unconditional love. And in fact, I believe he misses your friendship. He loves your friendship. And the fact that those friends hurt you and they call themselves Christians, can I tell you this? Those friends aren't Jesus. The fact is that, you know, we don't want to confuse the people who call themselves Christians with the real thing whose name is Jesus. So don't confuse the two. People are far from perfect, but Jesus, the Son of God, is perfect. You don't want to confuse the two because Jesus, who's perfect, loves you with an unconditional love. And the fact that you're searching, the fact that you're even here, we love the fact that you're here. And Jeremiah 29 says, you will seek me and find me if you seek me with all your heart. And so if that's you tonight, today, wherever you're watching the service, I just want to encourage you. I just want to say we're thrilled to have you here. Don't give up searching. God is closer than you think. He loves you so much. And so that's that's for someone, I think, today, whoever might be watching the service today. Well, you know, I, I don't do this often. In fact, I think this will probably be the first time I've ever done that in front of the camera this way. Uh, whether your name starts with J or not, uh, we're so glad that you're here. And if you are searching and you have questions, uh, we hope that Thrive Church is a safe place for you where you can explore your questions. Uh, in fact, we've got a few resources to help you if you are in that boat. If you are, you're not a Christian, but you're just kind of exploring. You've got questions about Christianity. There's a resource that I'd like to share with you really quick. It's called Overcome My Unbelief. It's a series a message series we did just a few months ago where we tackled some of, in the most honest way that we could, some of the biggest questions that people have about the Christian faith. Things like, how do I know there's a God? How can there be a loving God if there's so much suffering in this world? You know, how can I trust the Bible? You know, when, when Christians say that Jesus is the only way to heaven, is that true? Like, how can that possibly possibly be true. If that's you and you've got questions about that, I would encourage you to go check out, you go to mythrive.info, go check out that message series called Overcome My Unbelief. And if you've got a specific question that you want to just talk to someone about, you want to engage someone on, then you can email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. We love taking in uh, your requests, your questions. If you've got a prayer request, we'd love to pray with you. So let us know by emailing info at thrivechurch.ca. The fact is here at Thrive Church, we're here for you. And though we can't see each other face to face. We are a big church family. And in any way that we can help you, we'd love to know how we can. And so please let us know. Praise God. Turn your neighbors around you and say, God loves you and so do we. God loves you and so do we. Praise God. Well, I'm going to right now get you guys to grab your Bibles. It's time to get into the message today. If you wouldn't mind just grabbing your Bibles and holding up your like so, and we're just going to make this proclamation together as a way to get our hearts ready for the message. Just a fun way to get ourselves ready. We just say this out loud in a big, loud voice with you right now. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 If you're with Bibles, I invite you to turn to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Today, the message I'm here to share with you, and I hope you take some good notes today. I'm excited to share this message with you. The message I'm here to share with you is called Lighten Your Load. Lighten Your Load. See, back in 1968, there was a Canadian-American band, a rock band called The Band. Yeah, very creative name. They're called The Band. And they released a hit song called The Weight. This is back in 1969. I don't know if you've, uh, 1968, I don't know if you've ever heard the song before, but The Weight uh, goes like this. The chorus goes, take a load off Fanny. 
Take a load for free. Take a load off Fanny. And the three guys sing, and, and, and harmony. You take the load right on me. And, and what's that? It's talking about you can take a load off. In other words, you can rest your feet. You can take a load off your feet. Would you, since this message is called lighten your load, could you turn your neighbor and just tell them it's okay. You can take a load off. Tell them that right now. It's okay. You can take a load off. Let me tell you a quick story right now. About 20 years ago, when uh, my wife and I were still dating, weren't, weren't married yet, Charlene, she was graduating from uh, university in Boston, uh, or went to a really good, famous university there, and, and, and she went there, and she was graduating, and she invited me and her parents to, to go and celebrate her graduation with her, so we flew into Boston from the places where we're at, really excited to celebrate graduation for her, and she was, uh, Charlene, if you know Char, she is an amazing host. She's just so thoughtful and everything, and, and, and so you know, she, she put up her parents in a nice hotel with the money that she'd saved up working at the library. Uh, you know, she, she put us in uh, a, a beautiful restaurant uh, where where we got to eat, uh, you know, Boston clam chowder, uh, and you know, Boston's also famous for lobster. And Char's parents love lobster so much that not only did we eat lobster, but uh, she also bought them this red stuffed lobster, the stuffy that had these big, you know, red claws. And uh, and and not not just that. To top off the night, she decided to take us to a concert. And you know what concert was? She took us to this beautiful auditorium where the Boston Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra was going to play. Uh, uh, and not, not only were they going to play, but they were going to be playing under the conducting uh, leadership of perhaps the most famous music uh, score composer of all time. His name is John Williams. You know, John Williams, he's famous for songs like, you know, the Star Wars theme, you know, or like Superman, not, you know, Man of Steel franchise, but 80s Christopher Reeve, you know, it's like, uh, how, how's that one go? It's da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and then there's, you know, of course, the Jaws theme. And so you know, we're, we're excited to go to this concert. She puts us in the front row of this concert. And we're sitting there. We're watching John Williams, the world-famous composer, conduct the Boston Symphony, the Boston Philharmonic, as they're playing the songs that John Williams, John's, John Williams had made famous. And uh, it was so exciting at first. And then for me, I don't know why, I started getting a little bit bored. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to a classical music concert before. I started getting a little bit bored. And so what it did was actually, I, I, for, I don't know why, just to entertain myself, I took this red stuffed lobster that Charlene had given to her parents. I, I just kind of put it in my hands. And just for fun, kind of, I was kind of bored. I decided to just play with the lobster by, you know, taking his big, huge claws and kind of pretending to conduct the symphony orchestra using his claws. And so he's, you know, his claws are flailing this way. And I'm just, I'm just kind of having fun to myself. And I didn't expect anyone would notice. But all of a sudden, I start to look up and I notice that a change happening in the orchestra is that some of the orchestra stopped playing. You know, some of the flutes, uh, you know, the, the flautists, I guess, they, 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 some of them stopped playing because they're laughing. You know, some of the horns, they, you, you can hear, see their shoulders shaking because I guess they were all paying attention not to John Williams, they were, they were looking at the lobster. And, and it was one of those things where, thank God, John Williams, he was a good sport about it. Uh, he didn't throw his conductor's stick at me, but we all kind of had a good laugh about it. And it kind of just lightened the load in the middle of this fairly formal performance. And wh- why do I mention that? It's because on that day, I didn't say a single word, but just from a simple action, I could affect half a symphony. And, and let me tell you this, it goes to show that sometimes the little things that we do can impact people more than we know. 
And you don't want to underestimate the impact that you can have on others to lighten their load. And see, why do I mention that? It's because the theme of this brand new year that we're starting here at Thrive Church is contagious hope. Contagious hope. And it's at Thrive Church, because at Thrive Church, we believe we're not here to spread and infect people with COVID-19, but we're here to spread and infect people with something called hope. And in a time when people need hope more than ever, here at Thrive Church, that's we are here. That's what we're here to spread. It's contagious hope. And when it comes to spreading hope, realize this. It's the little things we do that make a difference. How does a virus spread? It's in the little things we do from person to person. How does hope spread? In the same way, in the little things we do from person to person. And see, today we're looking at a passage in scripture from Acts chapter 27, where Paul does one little thing, one little action, and it helps the people around him to take a load off, to lighten their load in the middle of a crisis. And if you're going through a crisis right now, if you're going through a bad storm right now, this message is for you. It's called lighten your load. Turn to him and say, it's time to lighten your load. It's time to lighten your load. Let's look at the the story right now. We actually looked at part of the story last Sunday. I want to take you to another part of that story today. Look at Acts chapter 27, verse 33. And what's going on? Paul used to be the most anti-Christian guy, wanted to destroy churches and Christianity. He encounters Jesus, becomes one of the most prolific pastors and church planters of all time. He is on a boat with about 270 other people. And they're in the middle of a storm of hurricane-like proportions. Even right now, if you look at the news, you know, in the southern United States, in, Flo- in Florida, in Alabama, there is a hurricane called Hurricane Sally that has brought destruction, you know, historic floods, fierce winds, devastation to the people living in that area. And see, Paul, in Acts chapter 27, he is in a boat in the middle of a similar kind of storm. And things are very, very tense. You know, they don't know if they're going to survive. They are, you know, their, their lives are in danger. They don't know if what's going to happen. They haven't eaten in days. And, and we looked at this last week, you know, in the middle of the storm, on the middle of this boat, Paul stands up and he says, keep up your courage, everyone, because last night an angel of the God whose I am spoke to me and said, we're going to be okay. And we talked about what that means for us today. But in verse 33, we talked about that last week, but in verse 33, we look at where the, the, the story keeps on going. It says, just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. And then verse 35 says, after he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. See what's going on. When people were at their most stressed out, when they hadn't eaten in days, when they were tired, when they were panicking, Paul decides to do something in front of them all. What does he do? He's not conducting a lobster. No, he's eating in front of them all. And just by eating, he inspires everyone else to eat. Everyone else is encouraged and it lightens their load. And see, for the really spiritual ones among you who are watching right now, you might be thinking, oh yeah, what Paul did recalls what Jesus did. You know, when Jesus fed the 5,000, you know, the people were hungry, they were stressed, they were tired. Jesus, he takes bread, and just like Paul, he gives thanks, he breaks the bread, he shares it with people. If you notice that connection, good for you, that's great. But see, when I, when I see the scene in Acts chapter 27, I don't just think about Jesus and him feeding the 5,000. I also think about a, a movie that I sometimes watch called Miscongeniality. 
Have you have you have, have you have you seen that before? Miscongeniality. It's 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 not a very critically acclaimed movie, uh, but it's a fun movie that I like to watch when I just kind of want to lighten my load. Sandra Bullock, one of my favorite actresses. She is this. She plays this spunky police officer who's also very pretty, and and she's working undercover as a beauty pageant contestant. And there's a scene in the movie Miscongeniality, uh, Miscongeniality, where where she is, you know, she 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 goes into this gym where all the other beauty contestants are working out. They haven't eaten in days. They're stressed. They're miserable. And Sandra Bullock, her character, her name is Gracie Hart. She comes in with a pizza and she goes, look at my cheesy pizza. And then she starts to eat in front of everyone. And everyone's like, oh, how could you? And, and they, they actually start to want to eat it themselves. They end up eating the pizza together. They have the most fun they had in months. That scene in Acts 27 with Paul kind of reminds me of that scene in that movie. And what are the lessons that I learned from that? What are the lessons I learned from Paul in Acts 27 and to a lesser degree from Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality? It's this, is that if you want to spread contagious hope, you got to dare to be different in a good way. If you want to be spreading contagious hope this coming year, you got to dare to be different in a good way. Not necessarily weird, but you want to be willing to take a little risk. If you just follow the crowd and do what everyone else is doing, you're not going to spread contagious hope. But if you would dare to be different in a good way, good things can happen. See, that's the first lesson we can learn. The second is this, is that it's the little things we do that spread contagious hope to others and lighten their load. And see, in the same way, I want to you know point you to something that we actually gave out last week at kickoff Sunday. And if you ordered from Thrive Uber ice cream last week, you received this and you have this at home. In fact, I encourage you to get it right now. If you don't didn't get one, you can get this from mythrive.info as well. In fact, we're going to show it on the screen. What is it? It is what we call your contagious hope bucket list. And what this is, is a list, a simple list of 10 little things that you can do to spread contagious hope to the people around you in this season. And you don't have to be a Christian to do these things. Uh, you know, except for the second to last one where you're actually going to record your story of how you became a Christian. So you kind of got to be a Christian for that part. But for all these other ones, you, don't, you can just be exploring faith issues right now and you can be a part of spreading contagious hope with Thrive Church. And I want to challenge you, every single person who's watching right now who calls Thrive Church your home church, can I challenge you today? I challenge you to see how many of these items on the contagious hope bucket list you can accomplish in these next few months. Like the things like, you know, they'll pay for a stranger's meal or drink, or give food to a needy person on the street, write an appreciation card to someone in your family, a colleague at work, a friend. Uh, here's another one. Invite 12 people to Thrive Church online at various points during the year. In fact, if you got ice cream last week through Thrive Uber Ice Cream, you received not just ice cream, not just a contagious bucket, contagious whole bucket list, but you also received uh, these beautiful invitation cards that our team created, which are these, you know, these just, just ones that you can hand out to people and say, hey, uh, you know, I, I don't know what you're doing on Sunday morning, but we've got this amazing church that we're part of, and uh, we want to invite you to the service. You just go to thrivechurch.ca slash online. We've got a little card for that. You can pick that up at our Thrive Center as well if you want, but these are just little ways that we can bless our city, little things we can do to bring contagious hope to others and lighten their load. Amen? 
So can I encourage you to use that contagious hope bucket list? It's because it's in the little things that we do that we spread contagious hope. Now, in order to spread hope, the fact is we first need to catch hope. And it's tough to have hope when you feel really weighed down by things like stress or anxiety or frustration or worry. And maybe that's you today. Maybe it's simply been a tough season and you're not really thinking about spreading hope to others because you're having a a tough time finding hope yourself. Well, let me share something with you right now. Right now from this passage in Acts 27 that I hope is going to lighten your load. Look at verse 37 with me right now. Read it with me. It says, altogether, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. If you have your Bible in front of you, and I encourage you to have it in front of you, that's where you can, that way you can take notes, would you underline these words? They lightened the ship. They lightened the ship. When they'd eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing grain into the sea. See, why lighten a ship in the middle of a storm? See, I'm not a sailor. I, I, I don't know much about sailing at all. But based on some research and kind of talking to people who are in that industry, it seems that there are at least three reasons why sailors will try to lighten a ship in the middle of a storm. Do you know what they are? Let me give you a few. One, one reason they want to lighten a ship when you're in a storm is to avoid running aground. In other words, see, as a ship is in a storm, as it's getting closer to land, the water is getting more and more shallow. And, and, and if you're a ship and you're really, really heavy and you're sitting deep in the water, the chances are high that eventually your ship is going to actually hit the ocean floor and it's going to run aground. It's going to hit rock bottom and it's going to split apart and be destroyed as a result. And so to lighten the ship so that the ship can sit higher above the water, the sailors will try to lighten the ship. They'll try to unload whatever they can so that the ship can sit as high as possible above the water. That, that's the first reason to avoid running in ground. A second reason to lighten the ship in the middle of a storm is to avoid tipping over. See, if the, if the ship is too heavy, you're going to find that a big wave can easily push it over and, and, and cause it to tip and to capsize. And so to be flexible in the water as you know it's being pushed from side to side by different waves coming in different directions, you want to lighten the ship so as to avoid tipping over. There's a third reason to lighten a ship in a storm. It's so that the ship can outrun and outlast the storm. Is that sometimes sailors will lighten their boat because if the boat is too heavy, it's not going to go very fast. They want to get out of the path of the storm, and so they'll take stuff out of the boat to lighten it so it can get out of the storm and outlast it. Why am I saying this? Because in the same way, when you're going through a storm in your life, if you want to have hope in the storm, if you don't just want to run aground and hit rock bottom, if you don't just want to tip over and capsize, if you want to outlast the storm that you're in, you need to find a way to lighten your load. And how do you do that? How do you do that? Let me share with you and end today with three ways that you can lighten your load. If you are heavily burdened by some things today, worry, stress, depression, negativity, hopelessness, you know, something else, then I hope this is helpful for you today. Why don't you write this down? Three ways to lighten your load that we can learn. Number one, release your frustrations to God. Release your frustrations to God. See, some of us, you know, when we're going through a storm, we have what I call emotional constipation. 
What's emotional constipation? It's when we never let anything out, right? It's, it's because we might be embarrassed to tell anyone what we're going through, or we don't want to trouble anyone or bother anybody. We, we don't want to, we, or we just don't believe it's going to help if we say anything, and yet we spend so much energy holding it in and not letting it out such that it actually seeps into and spills into our other relationships in ways we don't even realize. Just like we talked about last week, is that we tend to overflow with whatever we're full of. Do you have emotional constipation right now? Is that you've got all these frustrated feelings inside of you and you haven't told anyone, you haven't let it out and so it just kind of seeps out without you knowing it? That's emotional constipation. And see, when you're going through a storm, the fact is you're gonna experience all sorts of frustrating emotions and what you need to do is not hold it in. You gotta let it out in healthy ways. And see, let me put it this way. Revealing how you're feeling is the first step to healing. Revealing how you're feeling is the first step to healing. See, for, and, and you, so you got to find a healthy way to reveal and release the frustration. See, for others of us, our problem is not emotional constipation. Our problem is what I call emotional diarrhea. It's where we just let it out anywhere and everybody to anyone and everybody, right? It's that like we go on social media and we'll complain about our husband. Oh, my husband sucks. My husband's so selfish. Share, share, share. You'll, you'll, you'll send this to 10 people and, and, and like it and all this. And, and, and here's the thing is that that's not the appropriate way to release your frustration either. You don't want emotional constipation where you're, 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 you're never letting anything out. You also don't want an emotional diarrhea where you just kind of, without any discretion, I'll just let it all out on everything everybody. See, the fact is you need to find healthy ways to release your frustration. So let me begin by saying this. The safest person you can go to with your frustrations is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the safest person you can go to with your frustrations. Look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Read it with me right now. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, there's, I, I, could, I could preach a whole sermon on these three, ser- these three verses right now, but let me just say it this way. Let me just put it to you really simply. What are these three verses saying? Jesus is happy to take your burden. Jesus is happy to help you carry your burden. That's why he came. He, in fact, the reason he came was to take our biggest burden called sin to the cross so that we wouldn't have to carry that burden anymore. When our sins separate us from God, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, took away the burden of our sin and put it on himself. He died on the cross so that our debt could be paid and we could be forgiven. That's the love of God for us. Oh, come on, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Amen. That's what Jesus did. And to show that you can trust everything that Jesus says, that he's not just an ordinary person, but he is who he claims to be the son of God. He also rose again. And it just goes to show you that Jesus is happy to take on your burden. That's why he came. And if Jesus is willing to take on your biggest burden called sin, then those smaller frustrations that you go through right now are not too heavy for him. And see, sometimes I'll actually, when I'm really frustrated, when when a bunch of things are bothering me, you know what I'll do? 
I'll actually make a list of them, either mentally or sometimes in writing, and I'll actually write these things down, and, and I will actually take this as my list of things to go to God with, and I'll actually go to God, and I'll, I'll just start talking to God about my situation, and I'll go through each one systematically. I'll go say, God, I, I give you this situation. It's tough right now. I'll just tell him what I'm feeling, and at the end of it, I'll say, God, I give this situation to you. I give that question to you. I give that issue that I don't know how to solve. I give it to you, and at the end of that whole process of giving my frustrations to God and saying, God, it's yours now. I give it to you. I feel so much lighter at the end. It's because I'm allowing someone much stronger than me to help me bear my burden. And see, here's the thing. You can't surprise God with anything. Don't be like, oh, but what if God thinks this or that one? No, no, no. See, this is the fact. Is when you tell your frustrations to God, God will never go, huh? What? What? Are you kidding? I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you're going through that. I, I, like, how dare you talk to your husband that way? Like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna do that. He's not gonna, he's, he's not gonna, I'm so shocked. I can't believe it. How could this possibly be? I don't know what to say. God's not gonna do that because God knows you inside out as it is. He takes your biggest frustration because he knows about it already. And see, for example, Psalm 139. You know, one of my favorite Psalms in the Bible, it it, it starts with David, who's talking about how God knows him inside out. He says something, oh Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You know, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, oh Lord. And then then later on in the Psalm 139, David, he starts to vent and he starts to release his frustrations to God. He starts talking about these people are frustrating me so much. That person, that bloodthirsty person, that evil, evil person. I hate that person. You know, that person's my enemy. He's just very, being very, very real with God about his emotions. He's just releasing that frustration. And at the end of Psalm 139, David ends his prayer by asking God to search his heart. And he says, you know, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. See, what, what's David doing? He's, he's recognizing that God knows him already so he can come to God just the way that he is, give his frustrations to him. At the end of it, he, is, he can humbly come, come before God and say, God, if I'm not seeing this straight, if my perspective needs to adjust, if, if I need to look at this a different way, please show me. Give me a new perspective. What is the lesson here? Is that when you release your frustrations to God and you let God renew your perspective through prayer, it lightens your load. You feel lighter as a result. Turn to your neighbor and say, release your frustrations to God. Release your frustrations to God. Just like Hannah, we looked at Hannah a few weeks ago, just like Hannah in the Old Testament poured out her heart to God, you can pour out your heart to God. If you need help doing that, join us on Tuesday nights for our prayer meetings on Zoom and we can help you to do exactly that. But I encourage you, even today, you might want to go to your car and just release your frustrations to God. You might even want to pray one Psalm, oh, Psalm 139 because it's about lightening your load by releasing your frustrations to God. That's the first thing we can do to lighten your load. The second thing we can do to lighten our load. If you want to lighten your load in the middle of a storm, access the support of other people. Access the support of other people. See, a huge reason why the people on Paul's ship survived the storm, a huge reason why they survived, why they safely got to land was because, number one, of God, and number two, because they had one another to lean on. 
And see, there's a lesson here, is that it helps to have the support of others when you're going through a storm. See, when you're in a storm and you feel like you're on your own, it is easy to get discouraged. It is easy to feel overwhelmed. It's easy to want to give up. But you don't need to live that way. You don't need to face the storm alone. See, that's why we encourage everyone here, not just to join us for Thrive Church Online on Sundays for our worship services, but be part of a small group of people with whom you can share about what's going on in your life, your highs, your lows, read the Bible together, encourage one another, pray together. You know, for example, yesterday, I asked the people in my small group, you know, what benefit do you receive from being in a small group? I, I sent it to them, you know, through an app, and man, they, they're, they're amazing. They, they all came back with different types of feedback, and they, uh, let me just read some of them to you. Tell, they asked me, what, is, what benefit do you receive from being in a small group here at Thrive? And they said this, they said, when I joined our small group last year, I was pretty new to Vancouver and new to Thrive Church. Joining a small group connects me to others who face similar challenges. I'm so glad that now we have known one another on a deeper level and will support one another through our prayers. And then someone else wrote, you know, uh, you know, we often hear in church that we are to call each other brother and sister in Christ. Being in a small group gives me a better understanding of what that means. Having Christ present in our meetings and using scriptures to encourage each other really draws us closer. Sometimes I feel that I'm closer to my family in Christ than my primary family. Here's the thing. You know, if you call Thrive Church your home church, but you're not part of a small group, you're going to find this, is that you are superficially connected to everybody here, but you're not deeply or closely connected to anyone. And that's no way to do church. That's no way to live. Because you're going to find when, when you go through storms, there's, you're, you're still doing it on your own. And no one else knows about it, especially in this time of COVID-19. That's why it's so important to be part of a small group. Here's, here's one other friend in our small group who wrote, you know, I think small groups provide a good, intimate, and safe setting for sharing our daily lives. Very often when we share our views on scripture, sermons, and experiences, we also learn from each other how the word of God can enrich us. Amen. Here's another person. He said, the benefit I receive from being in a small group is that we can certainly lean on each other in times of uncertainty. We are not alone. Praise God for the strength and support we receive through our small group and for the friendship that will last way after we turn 28. (laughs) Praise God. Another person said, when I first joined our group, I was thinking, yes, party time for kids and parents while learning about God. But it turns out that I get so much more in our small group. We're not just worshiping God. We're experiencing God's love from each other in our small group. The sharing about our weekly highs and lows, the encouragement we get from each other, the support and prayer for each other, and most importantly, the learning and discussion from each other reinforces my faith and helps me to experience what it's like to be in a spiritual family. It is amazing. Amen. See, that's the thing about being in a small group. One thing I think I find about being in a small group is that whether I'm having a good week or a tough week, I can go to my small group and just be myself. And that's one of the great things about being in a small group. And this benefit that my friends have shared about being in a small group, it's no accident. See, Galatians 6 verse 2 says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. See, when you're in a storm, and you've got people who can walk through the storm with you, man, it lightens your load. And I'm so thankful for my wife and my sons who put up with so much of me when I'm frustrated. I'm I'm thankful for my small group who prays with me. And if you want to join a small group, two ways I want to let you know about today. You can go to mythrive.info and you can sign up for a small group there. We've got small groups that meet on Zoom. We've got small groups that meet uh, via Facebook. We've got small groups that meet in person. We've got small groups that meet weekly, bi-weekly. 
weekly, sometimes monthly. And so go to mythrive.info to find a small group and we'd love to, to connect you with one. Another way to get a taste of small group is something I'm talking about just a bit called Thrive Discipleship School that's starting on October the 4th. And that as part of your learning in TDS, Thrive Discipleship School, you're going to get a taste of what a small group is like. Is this helpful in this place so far? Last tip on how you can lighten your load in the middle of a storm, and we're going to close. Number three, focus on the good. Focus on the good. See, at Thrive, we call this choosing an attitude of gratitude. We talk about it often because it's so important. Acts 27 verse 35 says it this way. It says, after he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Could you underline those words? Gave thanks to God. Get this. In the middle of the biggest, most dangerous, most stressful, most life-threatening storm he'd ever been in, Paul chooses to give thanks. What did he give thanks for? I think he gave thanks for the food, obviously. Oh, God, thank you for this food. In Jesus' name, we pray. He might have, he might have even thanked God. God, thank you that you're in control. Thank you, God, that we're going to be okay. Thank you, God, that you're watching over us. Thank you, God, that we can trust in you. He's thanking God in the middle of the biggest storm of his life. And it goes to show that even in the worst of circumstances, there are still things you can thank God for. And and when you're focusing on, on the good in your life and not on the wrong and the bad in your life, what happens? It lightens your load. You feel lighter as a result. An attitude of gratitude, like I like to say, keeps us afloat when our circumstances make us want to sink. There's a lightning effect that gratitude brings. Look at Philippians 4, 8 to 9. It says this. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in, practice, seen in me, put into practice, and the peace and the God of peace will be with you. Who's writing this? It's Paul. Paul's writing this and he's saying, hey guys, if you want to have the God of peace with you, then think about the good. Focus on whatever is lovely, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is admirable, whatever is pure. Sometimes I read Philippians 4, 8, 9 and I think, oh, that's, this is God's word telling me to think about my wife Charlene. You know, she's lovely, she's admirable, she's excellent, she's praiseworthy, uh, but it's, it's for all of us. The fact is, if you want to have peace in your life, if you want to, you know, enlighten your load, you got to focus on the good. Turn to your brain and say, focus on the good. Focus on the good. See, here's a question for you today. How much have you been focusing on the good these days? Are you focused on everything that's wrong or on everything that's right in your life? I'm not saying deny what's wrong or you know, pretend that the problems aren't there. But if you want to lighten your load, you can't just focus on everything that's wrong. You need to focus all the more on what's right and what's good in your life. And if you can't think of anything else to thank God for it, and I can assure you there's a lot, if you can't think of a single thing, can I tell you this? Thank God for this. God is greater than your storm. God is greater than your situation. God is greater than your problem. Let me put it this way. The Bible says that God has put everything under the feet of Jesus Christ. And if God has put everything under the feet of Jesus Christ, and if your life is in Jesus' hands, what does that mean? It means that everything is under your feet as well. Let me, in case you didn't get it, let me just, let me ask my my volunteer Ryan to come up right now and, and demonstrate right now. Okay, can we give Ryan a big hand here in this place? We're so thankful to Ryan. The fact is that uh, we wouldn't be here without him. He's been responsible for all of our, our media ministry together with his, his team. We are so incredibly thankful. Would you give Ryan a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? So incredibly thankful for him. 
And uh, I, I, th- unfortunately, we're, we're going to do something that I, I think when it comes to physical distancing is probably not the thing to do, but we're kind of a bubble. We're definitely a bubble. Uh, and so I think we're okay doing this. But let me, let me put it this way. I want you to pretend that, that, that Ryan, good-looking Ryan here, that he is Jesus, all right? I'm not sure if Jesus wears a baseball cap this way. Uh, I'm not sure if he wears a shirt called whatever. But the fact is that uh, for now, Ryan is Jesus, all right? This is Jesus right here, all right? And, and I want you to pretend that I am me, Ryan is Jesus. And let, let, let me do this. As, 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 I'm going to ask Ryan to, 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 to pick me up. All right, ready? Are, are, you, are you ready? Okay, we didn't practice this, so I don't know how this is going to go. So, okay, you ready? Are you ready? Okay, here we go. All right, hold me. Gary, okay, good. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, are you okay? You feeling okay? Okay, your back's okay? Okay, yeah. all right, okay. Here we go. Let me put it this way. The Bible says that God has put everything under the feet of Jesus. Woo! And if everything is under Jesus' feet and my life is in Jesus' hands, then guess what? Everything is under my feet as well. Would you give God a big hand, a big shout, and let's play together right now. Amen. Thanks so much, Ryan. I hope your back's okay. All right. Praise God. Could you give Ryan a big hand right now? Praise God. See what's going on. I'm not sinking in the storm. I'm rising above it because of Jesus. It's under my feet. Would you turn your neighbor and say, it's under your feet? It's under your feet. And see, maybe right now that picture of me being carried by Ryan, maybe that's a picture for you. Maybe it's a kind of disturbing picture, but it's a picture for you. Because the fact is, maybe you find that you're incapacitated right now. Maybe you know, you've got an injury. Maybe you're looking for work. Maybe there's something that you're not able to do that you wish you could do. And can I tell you this? It's okay to let God carry you in this season. It's okay. You know, just like that poem about footprints, you know, that footprints poem where, you know, the, the, the poet goes, you know, I, I saw these two, foot, two pairs of footprints on the sand, but then during the hardest times of my life, there's only one pair of footprints. What was going on there? God says to him, that's when I was carrying you. And the same way, maybe there's a season where you just need to let God carry you. Turn your name and say, let God carry you. Let God carry you. And, and when, you, when you put your trust in Jesus and you know that God is greater than your problem and you focus on that one good thing, what does it do? It lightens your load. You start to rise above the storm instead of sinking beneath the waves. That's why, you know, I, I believe that's why in John chapter six, in the middle of a storm, Jesus comes not, you know, you know not on the ocean floor, kind of, you know, swimming or walking in the, walking inside or underneath the waves kind of like Super Mario. What does Jesus do? He's walking on the water. He's walking on water in the middle of a storm and he even gets his disciple Peter to walk with him for a moment. And the moment Peter, for as long as Peter was focused on Jesus, he was on the water walking on it. The moment he started focusing on the winds and the waves, that's when he started to sink. And this goes to show this, in the middle of a storm, you don't need to sink. You don't need to run aground. You don't need to hit rock bottom. In the middle of a storm, you don't need to tip over. You don't need to get destroyed because like a ship that's getting lighter and is sitting high above the waves, you can walk on water with Jesus. You can rise above the storm when you focus on the fact that he is in control. Oh, come on. Give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Amen. That's why there's that song that we sometimes sing. When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still. Know you are God. See, you and I, we need to make a choice today. Am I going to feed my faith or am I going to feed my fears? 
See, it's up to you. You can either feed your faith or feed your fears. And, and you know what? Whichever one you feed more is the one that's going to control you. And see, that's why I will be careful in these days not to binge on bad news. See, knowing what's going on is important. It's necessary. We need to know. But binging on the news, i.e., you know, spending hours and hours just pouring through all these bad reports and negative reports and getting all worried, that is unproductive. That is unnecessary. You're so much better off getting enough of the news to know what's going on and to stay in but focus on the things that encourage hope in your life. Amen. That's why the first thing I'll do when I get up is I won't go to News 1130. Instead, I'll get into God's word. I'll check out Pastor JB's game time sharing, which you can subscribe for at mythought.info. And then I'll pray. I'll have a chance to read scripture there. I'll I'll have some thoughts to think about. There's a prayer I can pray. You can do the same. And what what is that doing? It's setting my heart right before I look at the news of the day. And see, why is that? It's because you can either feed your faith or feed your fears. In the middle of a storm, choose to feed your faith. See, how do you feed your faith? Well, you're doing it right now. Be part of Thrive Church Online on Sundays. Get into God's word every day. Be part of a small group like we talked about. And here's one more. Take Thrive Discipleship School. See, TDS is here to help you build a strong foundation for growing in your relationship with God. And what it is, it's a, it's a program that we've developed here at Thrive, which is seven weeks, contains 10 powerful lessons that you can learn about how to read your Bible, who is the Holy Spirit, how to have a daily time with God, how to have healthier relationships with people. And it, we talk about all these different things over seven weeks, 10 powerful lessons, and we do it all online. So you can do this in your bedroom. You can do this in your car. And, and as part of it, there's also going to be an online small group component where you can interact with others as well. And the next, the next term of TDS is happening October the 4th, and it's not too late to sign up. I encourage you to go to mythrive.info and sign up for TDS. It's one of the best and most powerful things we do here at Thrive Church. If you want to feed your faith this coming year, get, get into TDS. If you want to focus on the good this coming year, then go and do TDS. You're going to find it actually is going to lighten your load in the end. Finally, let me just give you some feedback from TDS that, you know, we, we've done TDS a number of rounds over the, over the years. This is, uh, this is one girl who wrote about her experience at TDS. She said that at TDS, I hadn't really heard this type of a message before about personalizing Bible study in a personal setting with so many practical strategies. I feel that the, that the Bible is accessible and possible for me to love God's word and really understand it with tools that were shared. Uh, another person said, you know, he said, said, TDS is a great way to strengthen your relationship with God. It teaches and reminds you of concepts you didn't know or had forgotten. Whether you are a new or old Christian, TDS teaches you new ways to strengthen your relationship with God and your church family. And so can I encourage you, if you, if you want to grow in your relationship with God this coming year, if you want to feed your faith instead of feeding your fears, take TDS. You can go to mythought.info to sign up because the fact is God's word is food for our soul. And Jesus even says, man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so as Paul says in verse 34 of Acts 27, he says this, he says, now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Could you underline those final words? Take some food. You need it to survive. If you want to survive a storm, if you want to lighten your load, you need to take in some food. You need to take in the word of God. It'll help you focus on the good. It'll help you to stand strong. And it'll help you to release your frustrations to God, to accept and access the support of other people, and to focus on the good so you can lighten your load. Could you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Can you thank God? Amen. 
with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to lead you in a time where you can respond to God. And right now, before I lead you in prayer, let me just say this, is that with every head bowed, every eye closed, the fact is that today we're talking about lightening your load. And the fact is you don't need to do it alone. In fact, far before, long before you ever thought about lightening your load, Jesus was concerned about lightening your load. So much so that 2,000 years ago, Jesus came and he carried the burden of our sins to the cross so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be brought back to God in relationship with him. And if you have never received the forgiveness that comes from accepting what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you, then it is as simple as praying a prayer that I want to invite you to pray with me uh, right now. And if you realize you need God's forgiveness, maybe for something you said this morning, something you did last night, maybe for a whole history of things, I'm here to let you know that God's love for you is unconditional. That's why he sent Jesus for you. And so why don't you just pray this prayer with me right now. You can say, Dear Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to pay for my sins, that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in, forgive me of my sins, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, the Bible says you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You are a citizen of heaven and the best is yet to come. And we want to encourage you as you've taken this, this moment to, to pray for Jesus to come into your life. We've got actually some resources to help you to make the most of that decision. So you can actually touch that link in your chat room right now uh, and they'll take you there. If you don't see that link, you can also go to mythrop.info and press the button, I receive Jesus. You can also text the word believe to 6042 285-5770. We love to get in touch with you and encourage you with these resources. Praise God. Can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Praise God. Oh, hey, and by the way, if you're wondering what your next steps are, mythrop.info has so many next steps. The one that I want to point you to is something called baptism. Baptism is taking that simple step to say, I believe in Jesus. I know I'm a sinner who needs a Savior, and I thank Jesus for being that Savior. And if you haven't been baptized yet, this is an awesome opportunity for you to learn more about baptism and get baptized yourself. You can go to mythrop.info and touch the baptism button for questions uh, that you've got on baptism, to sign up for baptism, for all those things. You can go to mythrop.info for that. We'd love to baptize you. Uh, we're starting to do that with people already. Praise God. Finally, for all of you here, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you to pray one more round of prayer with me, and that's for those of you who are carrying a heavy burden right now. Maybe it's been a stressful season, a frustrating season, a heavy season for you. I want to just join with you right now in praying that we will give these burdens to God. You don't need to carry the burden by yourself. There's a way to lighten your load, and let's do that right now. Would you just lift up your hands to God right now? Let the higher of hands reflect how much you need God today. Don't worry about your neighbor, what they're doing. It doesn't concern them. But once you give this time to God right now, once you give that burden to God right now, the fact is he loves you just the way you are. You can give him your issues. You can give him your concerns because he loves you. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And in your own words, before I lead you in prayer, we just start talking to God from your heart. Don't wait for me to stop talking. Don't wait for someone else to start talking. You just start talking to God from your heart. In your own words, it's time to lighten our load. Why don't you give this time to God? Would you give that situation to God right now? Would you do that right now? Praise God. Just start talking to God. That's it. From your own, in your own words. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, the one who daily bears our burdens. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, the one who's in control. 
the one who's greater than our issues, the one who's greater than our problems, the one who's writing a greater story with our lives than anything we could plan for ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Why don't you pray this prayer with me right now? You can say, Dear God, thank you for being the God who loves me unconditionally, who lightens my load. Just as I am, I come to you. The burden I'm carrying, I give to you now. Thank you that you are greater than my burden and you're writing a greater story with my life. Help me to access the support of others. Help me to focus on the good. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Praise God. Right now, we're going to hand the time to our worship band. They're going to lead us in the song. Let's respond to God. Don't click out right now. We're going to continue to worship God. How many of us know that worshiping God is not just listening to the message, but it's responding to it as well? And so let's respond to God, and let's give God our very best. Let's continue to worship him right now.
Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that no matter what burden we are carrying today, that you are far, far greater to help us carry that burden. And we thank you so much that on this day, you are writing a greater story with the lives of every single person who's watching the service right now than anything we could ask for or imagine. Father, we thank you so much that in the middle of the storm, you are there, and you are there to help us lighten the load. And so we give everything to you. We pray, Father, that you would help every single person here not to just depend on themselves, but to release their frustrations to you. Not just to depend on themselves, but to access the help of other people. Not just to depend on themselves and to focus on everything that's wrong in their lives, but to focus on the good, to get into your word, knowing that it's your word that gives us life. And so we thank you today. We pray all of your blessing, your protection, your favor, wisdom, strength, hope, comfort, healing, recovery, joy, and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again. We thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, before we hand it off to our online host, I hope that this was a helpful Sunday for you. And I want to ask you to do this. If you call throughout church, your home church, or you just believe in the work that God is doing here, let's give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings. Know that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what? He adds everything we need. And so thank you so much for giving in advance. You guys are a generous church, and we love you guys. Let's give God our very best, knowing that the best is yet to come. Have an amazing week, everybody. We're going to hand it back to our 
online hosts. Mwah. We love you guys. God loves you. And the best is yet to come. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Pastor JB. Before I let you guys go, I have a few announcements. If it's the first time here, you are VIP, so please let us know by texting you at 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own Thrive Stainless Steel water bottle. Not only do we want to send you a gift, but we also do want to get to know you personally as well. Meet the Pastors on Zoom is happening September the 27th after each service. This is the perfect opportunity for you to get to know us better and ask us some questions that you may have. And most importantly, it'll help us get to know you better and figure out how we can best serve you. So sign up on MyThrive.info. If you made the choice to receive Jesus Christ into your life today, congratulations on the gift package that we will mail specifically to you, as well as a series of videos that may answer some questions that you have about Jesus. And if you're wondering what your next step would be, we highly encourage you to sign up for baptism on mythrive.info slash baptism. Thrive Discipleship School is an online course that can help you build a strong foundation in building your relationship with God. Deadline to sign up is October the 4th, but don't forget to take advantage of the early bird discount that ends September the 27th. Attention all high schoolers, something fun and exciting is happening in the month of October. So if you're a high schooler or know someone in high school, head to info to find out more information on the Thrive Youth Club. So that's it for this week. I hope you all have a great day. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings, and I'll see you all here next week at Thrive Church Online. Bye!